Welcome to the Complete Sinner's Guide. There we go. I hit the wrong button. This is a show about sin, but we don't glorify sin. We want to run away from it, and we want you to know what that means. We take right. Christianity, we translate it into practical steps that you can apply into your everyday life. With me in the studio for the first time, this is so exciting, Tyler Fowler, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on, Noah? Well, what's friend. going on is that you're in the studio yes, here with sir. me. We're doing a live! Woo! This is so exciting. Yes, sir. Also joining us, Joshua Sherman. Joshua, welcome to the program. Ah, thank you. So we've got, uh, again, I say it every week, but we've got an amazing show lined up for you guys. And guess what? We're on the radio. We're live we right now. We are we are live on the radio. We are live on www.completecenters.com. We are also live on keqqradio.com. So we're basically, if you have never listened to the show before, what we have is a theology show. We try to teach, preach theology, and every single episode, every single episode is centered on Christ and Him crucified, the gospel. We want you to know the gospel but this week we have something a little bit different planned we god and noah and i have seen it over this weekend we've seen god working in so many ways and and so and we just want to give him praise we just want to glorify him so so first time listeners um please feel free to call in noah what is that number i've got to memorize it but what is that number that the people call in we invite you i so basically the way we're going to start this off i want to give a personal testimony share a little bit um noah's free to do that if he wants to uh josh is going to do that as well and then we want to hear from you what has god done in your life what how has he shaped it how has he molded it where were you before where were you uh, you know during and and how looking back how has he changed your life for the better noah but first Noah, what is that number that people can call in yeah man it's uh one eight fifty five four five zero six six two four that's one eight five five four five zero six six two four so we got the phone lines open uh you can join us that way of course you can email your questions to live at complete centers uh complete centers guide.com we'll take them that way but we're very flexible about how we take your feedback but you know tyler yep. one of the things that we're going to be working on is really trying to invite and engage people uh to be with us and ask questions and right. understand and challenge us. We want to be challenged. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you if you want to challenge us, please feel free to call in. Challenge us uh, with your questions. We love to answer questions. Um, so it can Noah. Can people start calling in right now if they want to? Phones All are right. open. Phones are open. So please go ahead. Call in. Um, we'll get to your call. At, at, First come, first serve. Basically, I think this is how this works, right? That's this, how it goes. This is totally different for me because, guys, I, usually I'm in my bedroom doing this, and this is just—it's intimidating to be honest. No, it's first. not. It's it's interesting. No, it's it's better because you can it. see you can see we can see faces. We can kind of yeah. kick back and yeah. except Josh, we can we can hear Josh right. though. Right, right, and hopefully <laughs> hopefully we'll get video on soon. But um, so actually, you know, I'm a, I'm going to take back what I said, Josh. Why don't you uh, why don't you start this off if you don't mind, uh, buddy? What what has God done for you, bro? I mean, granted, we we know that He's worked in all of us, right? But specifically, what where were you before you found Christ, and how has meeting Christ and and in developing a relationship with God, how has that affected you personally, brother? Oh man, uh, so many ways. Uh, so um, it's interesting. It's kind of thinking about preparing for this. Uh, in some ways, it actually reminds me a little bit of, of grief, uh, and that's probably kind of weird to say, but stick with me for just a second. 
Um, it's something that we don't fully understand. And it's something that will hit us in, in the most just unexpected times. And I feel like that's something that God does too, only in, in really beautiful ways in our lives. And so I was thinking back over different kind of seasons of my life um, where, where I feel like God really uh, moved in some amazing ways. Um, some of those were really challenging. In fact, usually <laughs> it's in the challenges where we, where we realize, hey, I need God. Oh, hey, he's here, right? Um, so uh, I grew up in a Christian home. I um, really accepted the Lord about seven years old. Uh, and, um, you know, that was kind of like the beginning for me of, of faith in, in that I, you know, was, was hearing a lot about Jesus. Um, but, you know, when you're, when you're a kid, sometimes th there's a lot you don't really understand. You haven't really experienced much of life. Um, so, you know, fast forward a few more years, and uh, I think it was about 17, I got baptized. And that was a point when I really felt like God kind of pulled me closer to him and uh, really called me out of some things, too. Um, so um, I'm mm. sure you can uh, probably uh, a lot of people can relate to this. But growing up as, as a kid uh, with the beginning of the Internet um, is an interesting experience as a guy when you get exposed to things like pornography. Um, and so God really, um, really pulled me out of that when I was uh, in high school, my senior year, um, and just kind of said, you know, you don't need this anymore. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I don't even still struggle, but I have better tools to uh, to try to um, resist that and to refocus myself on what God has really called me to be doing in life. Um, so that was really kind of a big one for me. I was never really into drugs or, or you know, um, even, you know, underage drinking or anything like that. But, but that was kind of my biggest, you know, kind of stumbling block. Um, and then I, I think forward, you know, a number of years later and getting out of college and, you know, basically working a few, few different jobs that didn't pay much, <laughs> trying to make ends meet, going, what am I going to be doing with the rest of my life? You know, I ran into some pretty heavy depression and um, God pulled me out of that too. Uh, you know, and he pulled me out of that with a, in a number of ways. Uh, so for me, it was not simple. It was something where, you know, I actually needed to do medication for a while, um, and that really helped. Um, but he also really pulled me into a church that that really believed in the power of praise. Um, and so uh, as I you know was going to this church with one of my friends who had invited me, um, God really just kind of sucked me into what it was like to be in His presence and worship. And that led me down the road of becoming a worship leader. Uh, at that church, and then uh, did that for a few years, and then and then uh, went on to another church as I got married, and um, and then fast forward a few more years, and suddenly here we are expecting our first child, and I had been working a job that was essentially contract based, and no explanation in July they basically were just like, okay, we don't we don't need you to do this anymore, <laughs> and our daughter was due in November. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, so that was a big, a big thing uh, for us, um, and, and uh, God really provided. I was able to to use some connections I had made in that job, and actually started work in my in a new job, uh, September twenty third. Uh, so it was just like a whirlwind of trying to figure out what to do. And not much later, uh, we moved to Colorado, uh, and that's where we live now. And uh, it's nice because we're we're closer to my wife's parents, and um, you know, just some some good connections here. And, um, but then, you know, thinking forward again, uh, other things that God has done, um, there was, um, I, I ended up actually becoming the worship leader at a church here and, uh, did that for five and a half years. And I recently just stepped down 
which is kind of interesting. You know, usually you, you hear more about like, the, oh, this is the great thing, you know, God has done. But sometimes the, the great things God does are things that we don't see all of right away, you know. Um, so there's some mystery, some darkness to it until we get to the point where we can see that revealed. Um, and essentially, I just I realized with um, with COVID and with dealing some, with uh, my dad's health and um, starting to run into some stress related stuff in my own health and overworking because I was working um, as a worship leader as a side gig and working a full time job and all these things. I was just too stressed and I needed to step back. And so God just basically took me through kind of each step of like, you know, hey, you know you need to be doing less. Hey, this is the thing you need to give up. This is the time when you need to do it. Um, and it was just a, a really beautiful process to try to walk through that with God and try to be receptive to that. Um, even though it was something that at first I really didn't want to give up. Um, I did. And it's, it's given me more time with my family. I've been able to visit my folks a little bit more easily a couple times, uh, right before all the COVID lockdown stuff started again. Um, and I've been able to spend more time uh, studying, too, uh, because, you know, diving into the word, diving into theology and church history and all of that is, is just something that's really kind of captured my mind uh, more and more. Uh, and I, I believe that's a way to glorify God uh, with my mind. So that's just a few kind of high points, low points, <laughs> if you will, um, in my life in places where God has really come through and demonstrated um, his guidance, his provision and his power. Let me ask you this, Josh. A lot of people, when they are first getting into relationship with Jesus, um, there is a, there is a, I, I, I guess, an, uh, we, we're in in a Christian faith. We we take two sides of a of a thing, right? On one hand, we tell people that Christ died for your sins, and so you're forgiven no matter what your sins are. At the same time, we tell people that they should try to not live a life in sin. You said something <laughs> right. very interesting to me. You said that God began to reveal things to you in your life. I'm curious as to what the practical way that that went about was it was it was it was it thoughts just just came to your mind was it in those situations you felt the holy spirit nudge you one way or the other was it god revealing something to you in your bible study how did that actually practically play out oh man um so it's interesting i i wouldn't even necessarily say it was like any particular kind of experience but just one of those things where when you are um, in the midst of your circumstances and when you've been in the word in the Bible and just reading and just spending time with God and you've been praying about things, sometimes you just kind of have these moments where it's like, I know what to do, <laughs> you know, um, because, you know, it, it may not necessarily be one of those things where you can understand the mechanism, but in all of those things, you've been spending time connecting with God, you've been kind of hearing from him. Um, and, and he just kind of, you know, gives those nudges. Uh, so for me, um, you know, some of that was, was very, you know, practical. It was, you know, hey, you know, I'm dealing with a, a health condition that I know is is at least partly stress related uh, that cropped up. And so it's like, well, maybe I should should do something to reduce stress. So that's that can be very practical. Um, sometimes it's, you know, as in, in prayer and just realizing as I was thinking about, you know, stepping back uh, from being a worship leader at my church, I just felt a total sense of peace. 
Um, so sometimes God will, will lead, uh, and you know, most of the time when he's leading somewhere, there, there's a sense of peace that you just don't understand, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's definitely that. Um, and then, you know, on the timing, I actually was, had been working on a, on a project at work that was, you know, really intense and, and, um, came to the point where I knew that I needed to, to make a change. I knew that stepping back from the, being a worship leader was, was the change I needed to make. It was just a question of when, um, and my boss at my day job quit, <laughs> Um, you know, I just had that moment of just like, I know exactly what I need to do because I don't see how to keep doing all the things I'm doing here and, uh, without letting go of something. Um, and, and part of that wasn't even just in, in like, it's, it's not like letting go of it. Like, man, I wish I didn't have to let go of it. There was definitely some of that as well, but there were also things that I felt like God was really calling me to. Uh, so for the last couple of years, I've really been diving into just a lot of Bible, a lot of theology, uh, and, you know, wondering, you know, I, I wonder what God is going to kind of do with this, whether I'm headed to seminary or grad school or just plain, you know, Sunday school stuff in class, talking with friends you know, where I can, who knows? Um, maybe it's just doing stuff like this with podcasting. I don't know. Um, but really just kind of st- taking steps forward and, and realizing, you know, one of the things that God is now opening up as I've been able to, to, you know, de-stress more and, and work less and, and all that is, is time to, to do that study and time to do that prep. Uh, so I'm actually currently working on prepping to, to launch my own podcast, hopefully in January. Uh, and that's going to be focused on the gospel and just kind of looking at different aspects of the gospel. We talked about this last time. Um, but yeah, just it's it, like the the saying, you know, when, when God <laughs> uh, closes a closes the door, he opens a window. Um, you know, you definitely see that sometimes where, you know, you really you can see him lead uh, sometimes ahead of the things that are closing. And sometimes it's the things closing that are the thing that really kind of hits you and go, you go, oh, like now I need to look for something different and look what God provided. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different ways that God does that in our lives. I feel like as we listen to him and lean into him. Let me ask you this, Josh, when you, as you kind of went through this, you obviously are, are, you're prioritizing. That's what you're doing. You're trying to make decisions about where the priorities yes. in your family and where the priorities in your church come. Now, as Christians, we're told, and we believe that everything ultimately terminates with Jesus. That's the whole reason we do and believe what we believe. If that's the case, then there's an inclination to say, okay, the church is the most important aspect or the most important way, or one of the most important ways that, that Jesus can reach other people. And yet you, when you're looking at this, you, you had to make some decisions of what you were going to step back. Can you talk about the process that you went through? Prioritize, how, do you, how did you prioritize what it is God wanted and intended for your life? And how did you balance that with your responsibility to your family and your um, yeah. and personal life? So, um, man, that's a great question. Uh, it, it's interesting. I back in March, actually, when COVID first started, I f- really felt this strong tugging that I needed to start working on something. Um, and uh, it was, you know, God basically saying, you know, I think you need to prepare. Um, that some of the things that you've been studying and, and put together a podcast that just, you know, focuses on the gospel. And um, what I realized is that the, you know, most people are not going to sit down and read, um, you know, Calvin's Institutes or the latest 700 page NT Wright book, or, <laughs> you know, any, any of these, these things um, that, that contain a, a lot of theology in them that can help us to explore different aspects of the gospel. And I, I started to realize, you know, as I was going through the year, 
I feel like what I'm doing is is to helping to encourage believers, but it's it's like it almost felt like it was um, it was just not the right thing for me at that moment, and that God was calling me to to build up the church in a different way uh, and build up the church beyond just the the kind of the church walls where I was at, uh, and. Uh, so for me, it was one of those things where I just looked at it and was like, I don't think I have the time and the mental energy, especially as I was, you know, working, you know, overtime in, in my day job to to put this thing together. And and that was one of the things that kind of finally came to the head is just saying, you know, I, I, don't, I feel really strongly called that I need to do this thing and I can't do it right now because I don't have the time, the energy. I'm too stressed out. Uh, I don't like, you know, my attitude sometimes when I'm around my kids, you know, just all those things. Uh, And so God really just kind of kind of tugged on me for a while. Uh, And that was the beginning of that process in March. And it it took until, you know, October before I was ready uh, Mm -hmm. to let go of it. But, um, you know, God often does things like that. He'll plant a seed and then start start it growing. And and at some point you realize, like, (laughs) you're really uncomfortable with how big that seed has become and the confined space that it's in and it needs to be let out. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I can uh, I can I know exactly what you're saying whenever it comes to planting seeds. Like, for example, uh, just my kind (laughs) of I want to give God glory by by telling people um, you telling people what he's done for our podcast, you you can catch, if you're listening live, you can catch all of our episodes at www.completecenters.com. And if you have a question, please email us at completecenter at gmail.com. Uh, I have that open right now since I'm in the studio, I can do this live. Uh, email me your question. Um, I got it pulled up and I can take your questions. Or if you want to call in and tell us about uh, what has God done in your life, the phone number is 855 855- Four five zero six six two four. We are taking questions. That's eight five five four five zero six six two four. But but whenever um, Josh, whenever you said you know about planting seeds, God. So whenever we first started the Complete Centers Guide, it started with Facebook, right? And I took or I basically was taking or, or looking for someone to edit videos for me. Right. And now Noah's taking pictures of me. <laughs> so, um, but I was looking for someone to edit videos and Noah reached out. He said, Hey, let's start a podcast. Right. He said, I'm not trying to, you know, basically tell you what to do, but if you want to reach people, you have a great message. Christ and him crucified and rose from the dead. If you want to reach people, then let's do a podcast. And God has put this podcast, the last count I had, I need to pull it up and get a, and, but the last count I had about two weeks ago, CSG, the Complete Center's Guide, is in 32 different countries. We are in, it, we're just blowing up. And so to look back and see that seed, that, that first post on Facebook, me looking for a video editor, to see what this has grown into, to be sitting in the studio now, you know, in North Dakota. Yeah, I mean, Noah flew me out here, uh, Noah, Noah and his father, you know, Dr. Chalaya, flew me out here and they have been so so nice and so hospitable to me I, I i i can never repay them back for all the hospitality that they've shown me but like i said t- to say that this where we're at right now all started out from a facebook post you know to tell me that god doesn't exist or something like that it's crazy because i never i never could have done this on my own Noah never could have done this on his own it took all of us you know, but mostly, and all of it, God guiding us, working in our hearts 
to do those things, right? So it's it, it, it's amazing, and, and I love to see where this has grown into. For for those who haven't um, heard, like I said, you can go to www.completecenters.com, check out all of our episodes. But for me, I, you know, Josh, you said that you, I don't think, or you really didn't have a past with drugs and stuff. I did, right? I was I was horrible on pills, horrible. And, and if you've heard my testimony before, you know this. Um, but but horrible on pills. And it took me going to the hospital seven times in seven days, right? Mm. All of that, you know, just to get shot up with some morphine. Like, I was just going to get my fix, right? And the last day that I went, the guy looked at me, the doctor looked at me and said, you're going to die. You're going to die. I know exactly what's going on. You're withdrawing. That's why you're here seven times, seven days, right? And, and you know, long story short, that it, it, it basically took... I, I've noticed a pattern, right? I, I don't know. I was, I'm, I'm really good at recognizing patterns, I think. And I've noticed a pattern. God, it seems like God allows people to get to their low, their lowest of low, right? And I was. I was at my lowest of low on that hospital bed to really make me see my need for a Savior, right? And it's so like, they, you, you hear it all the time, God works in mysterious ways, Right. The day, I, I think it was, it was either the night of or the day after, if memory serves right, I think it was the night of, um, my dad met a guy, right? Okay, so real quick, just for people who don't know me, I moved from Pens- or from a little town called Petersburg, Indiana, to Pensacola, Florida, whenever I was 18. I stayed there for seven years, and I moved back in uh, 2015. But whenever I was down there, right, I got I got caught up in the wrong crowd, um, I, I and then I got hooked on drugs. Um, I, what had happened was I broke my ankle, and the doctors down there, this was before the, the whole opioid epidemic, right? But they just kept feeding you pills, right? And I'm not blaming them. I took the pills, right? And I loved it. Like, I loved the way it made me feel. But like I said, it wasn't until I got to my low that I saw my need for a Savior. And what I was going to say um, with with a guy that my dad met all the way from Petersburg, Indiana, flow all or go all the way to Pensacola, Florida, go to a pool hall to meet this guy, uh, Alpha Gibson, right? We call him Hoot, and th- for that guy to give me the gospel, and then for me to get saved, God was in that period in the subject. God knew exactly what was happening, and he not only that. But I believe that he put all those pieces in place just so the outcome that did happen would happen. And Josh and Noah, I'm sure you guys have similar stories that where you can look back and just see God just working in your life. So that's what the, that's what the show. If you're just tuning in live on a 88 88.3, is that right, Noah? 88. Yes, sir. Yes, 88.3. Um, we're, 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 we're discussing our personal testimonies. Josh, you gave his testimony. I'm, I'm giving a little bit of mine. We want to hear from you though. We want to hear what God has done in your life. Like I said, you can call us at 855-450-6624. Or if you have a question, uh, call us and ask us live, live here on the radio, uh, about God, about Christianity. If you're, if you're searching for something, you know, you don't know where to begin. Give us a call right now. This is the last time I'll be <clears throat> in the studio for I don't know how long, right? I don't know how long. Um, so hit us up, call us up. Uh, and, and also, if you want to email me, if you're kind of shy or whatever, if you want to email me, complete center, C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E, center at gmail.com. I got it open right now. Haven't received anything yet, but um, it's open, and we will take your calls and your questions. Noah. 
So, uh, you know, I I got started a little bit differently because, you know, you had an experience where there was a time you said you hated God. Hated God. Didn't want anything to do with hated it. Hated God, yeah. How about you, Josh? Were you, did you grow up in a Christian home? I did, yeah. So I, I, I don't really have the, the hated God experience from, from my early years or, or at any point. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I, I grew up in a Christian home, and I'm thankful to both my parents and my home church for that. Um, growing up, though, you know, I— Every church has a different way. You know, one one of the things I think that's been a theme all weekend, Tyler, is perspective really is everything. And and you said that I don't know how many times. (laughs) Perspective is everything. You know, it really is. And every church throughout time has, it's not that, there certainly there are some churches that teach a false gospel, there's no doubt about it. Absolutely. False doctrine. But the vast majority of them, they simply focus on a different perspective. And so some of those perspectives, right, mm-hmm. are going to be the are going to be popular mm-hmm. and then other ones are going to be unpopular, but it's not that one is necessarily right and one is necessarily wrong. Sure. Some churches are going to focus on the structure and the rigidity because a lot of people uh can relate to yeah. that, right? And you see that anytime you have a traditional service where you have traditional hymns and you have older people that are showing up. And you know what's interesting, just to, to kind of piggyback on what you just said, different perspectives, mm-hmm. I think that's where the, you know, Calvinism or Arminianism comes into play, right? Okay. Just because, because I think that Calvin, and I'm not saying Arminians, or Arminians don't, but I think Calvinists focus more on God's perspective of things, right? Mm. Like from the Bible, sure. right? Because God has revealed, you know, what he thinks, what he said, you know, all these mm-hmm. things in the word. And I think Arminians focus on the human aspect of it, the human right, side. What mm-hmm. do we do? Because we're not just robots. We're not just doing all the, you know, pre-programmed to do whatever. It's not that we are making decisions. We're making real decisions. Yeah. But I think, like I said, perspective is everything. So whenever talking about salvation, we need to be talking about both and not focus on one and leave the other out sure, or vice sure. versa. Go ahead. That's, but yeah, not oh, to man. get off on that. But yeah. at, at some point, we'll have to get into that conversation. Definitely, more. <laughs> definitely bro. Definitely. But let's not rabbit trail. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. No, this is this is the episode. Like I said, if you guys are just tuning in and listening to us, we're giving God the glory tonight. One hour of and, and that's not even enough time, to be honest, to give God the glory for everything he's done in our lives. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so just to um, not really transition, but Josh, I, I do have a question for you. You said that you never had one of those I hate God moments like I did. Right. How I guess I guess how. Because you have you you have kind of went over this before in, in the last episode that you was on, but if you would, where did you like? How old were you when you first started realizing that I'm a sinner? I need a savior. Because see, I've talking to or I've talked to a lot of people yeah. who have grown up in a Christian home, but they didn't really know God. They knew about God, but they didn't know Him. Um, so when was that point with you? Oh man, um, I mean, I mean, you know, if, in did, some ways, yeah. you know, I, I would say I, I do think I knew him pretty young. Uh, I mean, sure. when I came to faith, I came to faith, you know. Right. Um, but um, as far as some of the the kind of the you know recognizing yourself as, as a sinner, um, that was I think a little bit later for me mm-hmm. um, because I I grew up in the church. I grew up you know kind of being the good kid, and and it just there was a lot of stuff that just didn't occur to me that like this is stuff that people do. Because I was, you know, seven, eight, nine, whatever, um, and um, so for me, it, it was more, you know, becoming more exposed to the world, 
Um, and, uh, when I started to, you know, you, you go through puberty and <laughs> certain things wake up and you're like, oh man, like, uh, I'm suddenly a lot more self-conscious. I suddenly, you know, have, um, desires that I'm not always proud of. Um, and I think for that, that for me was the point where I realized kind of like Adam and Eve, you know, they were in, they were in the garden, they were naked and they knew it. Uh, and they were ashamed, you know, and so, um, I, I think there's actually a, a, a pretty meaningful connection there uh, when you think about um, that age where people become a lot more self-aware. They become uh, a lot more um, just conscious of um, right and wrong um, beyond just, you know, what my mom and dad say, but like, oh, like I can see like this is right, this is wrong. Like those kinds of things I think really are meaningful. Uh, and that was, you know, part of, of me just dealing with my own sin was recognizing, oh, yeah, now I, and now I actually know what this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. um, and I know it's bad. And I, I can't do this on my own, you know. And um, that's, some, that's something I feel like all of us have to really come back to every day um, because, you know, God is, is still very much at work. Uh, in us, uh, you know, you don't tend to see people that, you know, converted and are suddenly perfect where yeah. we're works in progress, you know, um, and we're works in progress that are in a world, um, that likes to cater to things that we want, uh, right. and what we want <laughs> very often, uh, is selfish and not, uh, not really productive for the kingdom of God. So we all need reset every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that was, you know, one of Jesus's main points whenever he told us, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, and so you know it's a daily prayer. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. Perspective is everything, right? And so we forgive, right, because we we all have been sinned against. I've ha- I've been done so dirty, and yet I've done other people so dirty. And, and, and God, to be one, I remember a phone call that um my mom she she gave me uh this was before i was saved um and and the reason i tell you i i hated god back then is because i said um you know gd and uh my mom told me don't say that and so i said f god f god f god right to her we was over the phone and i hung up and i was so angry i was so angry at my mom like how could you how could you put this imaginary fairy tale being in, in, in front of me? Like, what are you talking about? I'm your son. You know, you're talking about a guy that doesn't exist, right? But then it's like I was – and it wasn't that moment. But looking back on that now, I see that I was so and, – and you and I know we've talked about this, you know, over the weekend, that some people are so – they're so adamant about – proving something that don't exist they can't just i I forget how you worded it i said that it always it never ceases to amaze me that Mm -hmm. atheists and agnostics are so devoted to convincing people that a god that they don't believe in doesn't exist right you know if you don't believe that god exists good for you but i don't quite understand i I can understand that i can understand saying you have not sufficiently presented evidence to suggest to me that a god exists the part that i can't get around nobody has presented evidence to suggest that god doesn't exist Mm -hmm. So in that world, then, why is it important to people that don't have a walk with God to convince people that do have a walk with God that 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 
that what they believe is not true. Why is that important? Why would that be something? If I thought, if you came to me, Tyler, and said, I believe in the in the flying spaghetti monster, right. I'd say, well, I don't think that's... <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> I, would, I would say the flying spaghetti monster doesn't exist. And if you continue to believe it, I wouldn't convince you otherwise. I wouldn't care. I'd just go on with my life. Like, hey... You want to believe in a spaghetti monster? You do, you man. Right. You know, and and, and, and so and and so the only th- the only answer I can come up with really is that God mm-hmm. is toxic to Satan because Satan can't exist where God's present is, mm. and so because I think human nature is to naturally fall towards selfish, self centered desire, self centered pleasure, I think that it, it stands to reason anyway. That that's this this is what you can see, you can see what happens with humanity and why, um, so yeah I I it's it's it it's scra- it makes me scratch my head and it's really sad because like you said it's it's very seldom that you come across somebody and go, I don't really believe in that and then they walk out right. a lot of times it's this very angry very upset response and I can't help but say I have to wonder how much of that the church is responsible for mm. yeah oh man I was just thinking that the whole time you were talking right. Right. And well, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I, what do, well, I mean, what do you think? How much? I mean, so consider this, right? Yeah. If if we as Christians mm. modeled our lives after Christ, we went out, we loved other people, we never, ever compromised. But mm. at the same time, we loved everybody with with we, we didn't focus on trying to outlearn our capacity to love people. I think if we folk, if I think if we had a renewed focus like that, it would be very difficult for people to not want to be around Christians because Christians are going to be some of the most generous, happy people that, you know, Paul says, right? I've learned, I, I, I've been rich and I've been poor and I've learned to be content both, both, both right. places, both times. And, and, and to me, that is somebody who's truly fulfilled by Christ. And when you're truly fulfilled by Christ, there, it doesn't leave a void. It does, you don't need to supplement. You don't need something else. And I, you know, and so when I see people, you know, and you get this a lot, right? In, in a lot of churches, you'll get people that get up in, 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 in other people's faces about their sin. I, I've never found that to be an effective tactic. I've never found it presented to me to be a, a, an effective tactic. And so I question why we continue to place emph- emphasis on trying to educate people of what they're doing wrong. I don't think anybody out there it, it, that, that's living in sin at this point is not aware that there's strong scriptural evidence to suggest that 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 is that activity is living in sin. Right. Reminding people isn't necessarily uh, isn't necessarily the answer. I don't think. I think we need to be better about surrendering that to God and saying, right. "I will let the Holy Spirit do the work of convicting that person's heart." I screwed it up before I ever even opened my mouth, mm. so I'm not going to assume that I am God's tool to do anything. Ain't need me, right? Okay, right. it's good for me though to participate in loving other people well, right? Right, absolutely. Right. And go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say. I mean, that reminds me of you know, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. You know, uh, and sometimes you know, God is going to use us to to convict somebody of sin. But convicting somebody of sin, you know, may or may not mean confrontation. It may mean kindness. Right. Um, and and so there, there are a lot of different ways I think that, that God uses us in that. And and it's a challenging thing to to, to really kind of be honest with ourselves about where maybe we're, we're just um, being nice because it's easier or ignoring things because it's easier and where, um, you know, we're, you know, kind of maybe pulling back from getting in somebody's face because God is pulling us back, <laughs> you right. know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. I, I you know, 
thinking about that whole thing with the church and, and whether we're really representing God well, I think it's really important. Um, I think it's also really important to recognize that even if we were to represent God kind of perfectly, uh, which, you know, for us isn't possible, but uh, <laughs> God works uh, through weakness too. Um, right. There's still, you know, some sense in which the gospel itself is offensive to people. Mm. Um, because, you know, you think about, and, and, and this is one of those things that I think is really hard. I've seen a lot of pastors that will use, you know, like, well, they're just being offended by the gospel as, as, as an excuse to be a jerk. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's clearly not what we want to do. But I think even if you remove the, the jerkness, even if you, and the church was a perfect Christian witness, part of the, the, the challenge is that the gospel isn't all, isn't going to be received as good news by everybody. Because not everybody's in a place where they're ready to receive it, right. um, and and essentially it's a question of like, if you're openly in in rebellion against God, you know, being told <laughs> that God is God, <laughs> like, isn't necessarily going to strike you as good news, right? Even though it is, um, because you need to be set free from the the sins or the spirits or whatever that have you enslaved. Uh, and so there's there's a whole bunch of different dimensions to that, and it can get pretty challenging. Right. I, I question too sometimes if people really understand the the depth of their whole depra- of their own depravity, right? And until you can really appreciate how far gone you are, you can't really appreciate the need for a savior. And I, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit to say that we were Tyler and I were having a conversation today, and the, the question came up: Can you be a moral person? Can you do the nice, right things without having a walk with God? Of course, the answer to that is yes. Right? There's plenty of people that don't have a spiritual walk. But they still make the right decisions from the standpoint that they're still generous people. They still are kind people, but they're not doing it because of the love of Christ. They're doing it because, well, they're doing it because they're made in God's image and there's a little bit of that in them. But but for the most part, they're not doing it because because of Christ. I think that that, that going out in society has caused a – that in combination with our elevation of science above all else mm. has caused us to arrive at a place in society where we no longer – where it's no longer culturally acceptable to say that I put God's law and God's value above everybody and everything else, right? That's not a popular thing to do. And because we've – how many times have you heard – if either of you heard this, religion is – it's it's kind of like having uh, – it's kind of like having genitals. It's fine to have it. Just don't take it out in public and don't <laughs> shove it in my face, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I understand what those people are saying. Then everybody can do it themselves. The problem is, it, to me, that is fundamentally incompatible with my Christian beliefs. I can't. I can't. I, you, I, and the Bible tells me I can't take a candle. I can't take a lamp and, 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 and put it out. It has to shine. And we have to go out and, and, and tell people about what we know. Right. So Absolutely. it's interesting. Um, there's, and I don't know how deep, deep we want to go into this because this is sidetracking a little bit, maybe. But um, Tom Holland um, at, wrote a book called Dominion, um, and and he's basically um, at least was, I think, still is agnostic. Um, but he wrote an entire book that was basically talking about the impact of the church in the world. Um, and and it's interesting to me because reading both him and, and Rene Girard and, and the way that he talks about the concern for victims, we have this idea in our society now that we don't need religion. Um, but we, we partly have that, I think, because we've forgotten all of the things that we've just kind of absorbed through osmosis by living in a society that was shaped so much by Christianity in the past. Um, so, you know, 
it's it's weird in a way to critique Christianity for something that literally the only reason you care about it is that there were Christian people years and years and years ago that taught other people these things and that got absorbed into society. <laughs> and then you grew up in a society where people valued something they wouldn't have valued if it wasn't for the Christian faith. <laughs> right. Um, so there is a little bit of kind of an interesting, like eating your own thing intellectually that I think can happen um, when pushing that critique sure. of Christianity too far. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've got about 15 minutes left in the program, man, that from going and doing like three or two hour shows. And like I said, if you guys are listening um, and your first time listeners, www.completecenters.com, we do have time for one phone call. Um, if you guys want to uh, call in, give us give us your personal testimony. Um, we um, but we uh, we're going to transition uh, into the gospel because this is this is a show that again we 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 try we try to glorify god by by telling i think i think arguably the greatest accomplishment that he has achieved and that is dying for us right dying for us rising from the grave and it, it, my pastor says it the best right a 3 year old or 4 year old can understand the basics of the gospel right and so what I would like to do is just transition into, and, and I'm speaking, like, like Jesus says, those who have ears, hear me. So hear me, if you can hear me. God, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that anyone, everyone, believing in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, the Bible says that God is holy, just, and good, and someone who is holy, just, and good cannot lie. Jesus says over and over and over in the, in, in the gospel, believe in me. Now, I want to address that for just a second. We're not saying acknowledge God's existence, right? You, and in this, believe in me did not mean that back in, back in 2,000 years ago whenever Jesus walked the earth. The Greek word for believe is pistis, pistuo in the verb form, and it means to trust. So if I'm looking at Noah, and I know Noah's on drugs, I know Noah's deep in sin, right? And I say, Noah, I believe in you. I believe that you can do this. I'm not saying, Noah, I believe in your existence. I'm saying, Noah, I trust you. I know that you can do this. This is what Christ in John 6, 29, and all throughout, but if you want to reference just real quick, John 6, 29, it says the one work, the one that God accepts, you want to do a work for God? They were, if you don't know the story, they just got back from getting fed. 5,000 people just got back from getting fed with five fish, I think, and two loaves. Or No, it's two. So I might have got that backwards. But the point is he just did a huge miracle feeding these people, right? And they're coming to him. They're coming to him. What must we do to do the works of God? They say in John six twenty eight, and Jesus says, you want to do the work of God. This is the work of God. Believe in the one whom he has sent. And you know what the very next thing they say is? Show us a sign. Show us a miracle. Yeah, they need proof. Seriously. Yeah. Show us a sign. Are you, say, yeah, are, you, <laughs> are you serious? You just got 5,000 people just got fed with two fish and five loaves, and you want to see a sign from Jesus. But the point of the story is this, is that some people just cannot hear. They cannot. They don't want to. They don't want to. I'm talking to the ones that want to know God. I'm talking to the ones that the Holy Spirit's convicting right now. 
that you are a sinner, that you had, you know you've broken those Ten Commandments. We, no and I was having a conversation about the Ten Commandments today, you know, and, and, and Paul very clearly, very, very clearly in Romans three nineteen and 20 says that the law is given to shut the mouths of those who look at it and to condemn, these are the exact words, condemn the world. Why? Go through the list of the Ten Commandments. Can you? Can you name the Ten Commandments? I know I couldn't, be, you know, before. But the point is, now, if you, can, if you can't name them, uh, Exodus 20 is where they're found. But the point is, how many have we broke? I know I've broken all of them. And Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned, right? If that's a, if that's a word in the, if, if that all in the Bible, that means all. Let me tell you that we, we can debate on the other one. But that one, I don't think there's any debate. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? And we can joke, we can laugh, and all the, and, and this is, this isn't meant to be, you know, just dead monotone serious. No, 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 no. Well, I, I kind of like that. We might have to do a voiceover of that voice. Anyway, but the point is that God loves us in spite, in spite of our sin. Why? Why? Why did Jesus die? Uh, my, I hope whenever my baby girl gets gets four years old, she can answer that question. Why? What did Jesus die for? Sins. Sins. Jesus died for sins. Jesus died for sinners. Right. You know the thing so, that the the, the yeah. thing that is unique about the Christian message, is compared yeah. to all other religions, is no other religion, no other religion talks about the ability to build a personal relationship. Right. With our creator. Right, right, because you have to earn it. You have to earn yeah, that yeah. relationship with him. What's, right. what's interesting is because we were created in God's image, it stands to perfect reason that God wants to be reunited with us, and, and but he can't because sin has come between us. And so the ability to the, – the, the, the long-term promise to remove that barrier – is again, I think it's I th- so. First of all, I think it's unique to, to to the Christian faith. The second thing is you have to understand if you know when you're talking about a testimony or when you're talking about coming to Christ for the first time, a lot of people have questions, and I think questions have not previously really been I- I- embraced. I think a lot of times if you're if you're questioning, if you're asking things that's that's frowned upon or looked at, listen, mm-hmm. people have studied for two thousand years. We'll just tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's changing. I think yeah. that the internet has changed that. I feel like. People yeah. like you and Josh, uh, you're willing to answer questions, right? right. Both yeah, of you absolutely. Are. I, I ask a lot of questions too. Uh, you know what I mean? But it's like that's the beautiful thing. You know, you Noah, God. You know, God made a way. Even in, like I said, in spite of that sin, right? Mm-hmm. God made a way. He sent His Son to die on a cross. So what? So what happened in that moment, right? The Bible clearly says that Christ bore our sins in Isaiah 53. Christ bore our sins on that cross, and whenever. Whenever that happens, if you don't have an understanding of the Jewish mindset, right? All, every there was one day a year where they took the lambs and they and they sacrificed the lambs for a sin offering, and what happened was their sin was atoned for or forgiven. Um, it was covered for a year, basically. We we're forgiven because of Christ's sacrifice. So with that, that was a type and shadow of that sacrifice to come. The Lamb of God, John the Baptist said, you know, look, behold, the Lamb of God, right? So every Jew in that time would understand, ah, they would have made that connection. The sacrificial Lamb of God is Jesus Christ who took away, his one sacrifice took away the sins of the world is what John says. John, John, uh, uh, 1 John uh, chapter 2, right? 
So with that, there's a way now, and that's the beautiful, that's the beautiful message, right? That it was the same way for Abraham. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and he was credited righteousness. Jesus says, you want to do a work for God? Believe in me. Trust me. Why? And here's, I think, the absolute solid proof that Christianity is true and every other religion is false. And I know that's a bold statement. I know that's a bold statement. But hear me out. The empty tomb. The Mm. empty tomb is the... And think about it. You read it in the Bible. They were already at that time getting right, make up lies about what happened. Tell them that the disciples came and stole. The, they, they bribed the Roman officers who were guarding the temple. They said, tell them that the disciples came and got it. Why did they say that if he was gone, right? And the disciples, no. They saw Jesus from the grave, man. They saw him, and, and, and that's the gospel. He, he witnessed. So Christ, the Son of God, came. God in the flesh came. He lived a perfect life. He died for sins. And then to prove that he is that Christ, the anointed one, right? That Messiah, that we all know that term. That's the proof in the pudding, the resurrection from the grave. And every and, and for 2,000 years, people have been trying to prove that false, and they haven't been able to yet. Why? Because he's up in heaven interceding for his children and coming back one day to judge the world. And if your faith is not in him, ladies and gentlemen, he says that he said, this isn't my message. This is his message. Hell hell for eternity or for a short amount of time whatever hell is what's coming to those who don't trust christ and 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 if that don't put the fear of god in somebody whether you believe god or not it's irrelevant to this christ god himself who cannot lie said i'm coming back one day i'm coming back one day and whenever i do I'm going to judge the world. Consider this, right? It's one thing, you know, if 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 God does a miracle in your life, right? Like, let's say he cures something that you didn't think was curable. It helps you find something you didn't think could be found or solves a problem in your life you didn't think that could be solved. It is a miracle to you. And nobody can convince you otherwise because you watched it with your own eyes. You experienced it, right? But when you go to Josh yes. or when you come to me or when you go out to the next person in the mall and you say, I experienced a miracle. This, this thing was healed. Nobody else cares. Right. Nobody else cares because it's not a miracle to them because it's just secondhand. Here is why that's important. Here's why I think that's relevant. If, if, If the messiahship of Jesus Christ was simply based on one guy walking around, I could kind of understand. I, I could kind of understand how people go, well, how do you know who he, was, who he said he was? I mean, right. they say the grave was empty. How do you really know, right? right. Okay. It wasn't just Jesus. First of all, God empowered Jesus to do miracles so that people would know that these are the signs. Then he raised him up and showed him to his disciples. And, and then, the, and yep. I would, and by the way, as an aside, I would, I would pay any amount of money to be a fly on the wall when he comes walking through the door. Cause they had, you know, they had to have been yep. sitting in the house going, it's over. It's a, he's dead. Like the guy who thought we, th- it's dead. We're not going to be on the throne. It's just a, yep. it was a whole hoax. We better get out of here before the Romans come. Yep. All of a sudden here comes walking through the door. Holy. Mm, yeah. That's, that's it. You know, I would love to see their face. Yeah. So, now he does. So now he does it. So now they start to believe. Right. But it gets better because then God empowers them to do miracles of their own. So what happens now? These disciples become the reason that somebody else is uh, that, that believes yes. because they see the miracle. Right. Evangelism. Now, yep. now it comes to a point when the Romans start hunting these disciples down and killing them. You will die every time mm-hmm. you will die for what you believe. 
mm-hmm. but nobody dies for what they know is false, right? Right. If the disciples knew, Amen. if the disciples knew, if there was, if, if if Jesus was just making it up mm-hmm. and it was a card trick and it's just, you know, we had, we had some sleight of hand going on, mm-hmm. why would all of his disciples line up to be brutally, I mean, they did not die nice deaths, right? Right. Why would they sign up for that for something they wouldn't know is false? The answer is they wouldn't, right? Right. Everything that happened before, during, and after the resurrection of Christ mm. was specifically because God tried, I, you know, and we talked about this earlier today too, you know, if God's sitting up on his throne and he sees sin enter the world, you know, he has to be covering his face going, oh, what a mess. This is going to take me thousands of years to clean up, you know? And then he comes up with the perfect plan. He executes the perfect plan. Nobody can follow it right? Christianity has not been tried and found left wanting. Christianity has simply never been tried. Right. Right. Not fully. Right. Right. Um, man, Josh, uh, we've got about in the last 10 seconds, bro. Um, man, this episode went so fast. So 10 seconds or less. What would you say to someone who, um, is wanting to know God right now, Josh? I would just tell you to put your trust in him, to reach out to him. Um, to just ask him to be with you, to show you the truth, uh, and uh, to um, bring you into relationship with people uh, that can help to help you to grow in faith. Oh, that, you know what? I made a mistake. No, that, well, that's fine. We've, what did we've, I do? We've, we've, <laughs> no, it's okay. We've got a little bit more time, but yeah, my no, bad. That, that, that's that's uh, that's it, it's it's really it's it is it's really fantastic the way that that God has done that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right, absolutely. So, Josh, I didn't mean to rush you there. Noah, um, yeah. we've got about so we'll we got about three minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So, if you wanted to say something uh, else, Josh, you got a little bit of time, buddy. My, that was my mistake, bud. Um, but if you want to say something else, please feel free. So, I just wanted to to riff off of something that you were talking about that the the work of of God is is to believe, um, and. Um, it reminds me elsewhere in, in John six, you know, you really have, uh, talking about the bread of life and talking mm-hmm. about, um, essentially, you know, communion, although this isn't really a communion scene, um, where, you know, Jesus is offering his, his body and his blood as, as essentially, uh, for us. Um, and it, it's something we don't really think about, but in the ancient world, um, if you were, you know, serving a God, you were the one that was offering a sacrifice so that you could feed them. They needed to eat, and they needed it, right? Mm. And yet here we have this complete reversal of that. In fact, I think that actually was the <laughs> was the perversion of this, right? Um, that God is the one who's providing himself uh, as the nourishment for us, as yeah. the, the, the sacrifice for us. Um, and, mm. and that's really what sets this apart from anything else when you talk about, you know, belief in some kind of a religious system is, you know, in what other kind of a system do you see that God who created all things <laughs> is willing to give himself for us like that's unheard of it's crazy and yet that that is the truth that Christianity proclaims and so if you want to to come into a relationship with a God who created you created all things and that desires to be with you enough that he would give himself to die that is what we are talking about and we just hope and pray um, that you will will uh, find God, you will reach out to him, uh, and uh, you will find him. Amen. Amen. Josh, I want to thank you, brother, for coming on the show um, again this uh, second week in a row. And Josh has been on uh, before. If you guys want to catch up, uh, catch more episodes like this over at complete, www.completecenters.com, you can email me. 
at completecenter at gmail.com. And I think I'm going to let Noah take us out on this one. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And Josh, thanks for coming. I know you're doing some podcasting and, and launching some stuff on your own. Where can people find you, Josh? Oh, man. See, I have to get all that <laughs> all that up. So I'll have to come back where I can give you all the, the, the details on that once that's been launched. Yeah, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, coming out pretty quick so i have a lot of work to do hey well we appreciate we appreciate having you and we appreciate having you as a listener listen to the complete sinners guide again like tyler said you can find more at complete sinners.com we'll be back next week next friday uh i believe that's the next time we're going to be recording an episode again yep. you can join us live yep. at complete sinners.com you can participate in the discussion email us join the program uh subscribe to the feed tyler that's it for this week's episode we'll be back next uh, next week you have a safe ride home okay yes i will thank you no for the hospitality again brother and uh, we'll have to do it again bro thank you guys for listening have a good Thanks, night man. and god bless see ya